0: ballyhoo wee
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to a rad Broadcasting premiere podcast, Damn You Hollywood, and here's your host, the King of Bada-Bang, ladies and gentlemen, it's Robert Wickfrey.
0: yay!
2: <laughs> I'm still stuck in Sopranos mode.
0: <laughs> that explains it. <laughs>
2: I, I really wish we were talking about The Sopranos tonight. I'll I would I would redo the entire podcast we had from last night if it could have saved me <laughs> the 90 minutes of hell and physical nausea-inducing that was watching Venom and that was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's a preview. That's the nice things I have to say about it. So there's your preview of this show, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight on Damn You Hollywood, we are talking about Venom 2 Don't Mark. I already sh- I already showed you my armory. Just don't, you don't want to play that game with me today. Uh, we are talking about Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage, which is actually shouted by the Venom symbiote at one point from atop a church tower because we have to say the name of the movie.
0: Yeah, well, they're fans of cinema sins and they want to make sure they get that roll credits count.
2: I I want to find whoever wrote this and kick the crap out of them. <laughs>
0: uh.
2: I know who wrote it. I already looked it up. Tom As do I.
1: Hardy and Kelly Marcel. Uh, uh, Tom
2: this- Har- Hardy only gets a story credit. No screen. Like it's the screenplay person. I want to be Kelly like, Marcel. Review- yeah. She yeah. wrote.
0: Yeah. She wrote the Fifty Shades of Grey, the first film.
2: Yeah, which really ought to tell you everything you need to know about. No, yeah, apparently
0: told you enough that Jason just uh you know, abandoned ship.
2: Hey, she
1: also did she has a story by get this. She has a story by credit for Cruella. She um she wrote Saving Mr. Banks and she's a script editor on the on Bronson.
0: I actually liked Saving Mr. Banks. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bad film, all things considered. Even though it's clear that the Disney executives told the director and the scriptwriter, "It's like here's an extra twenty if you make us not look that terrible."
2: Yeah, they <laughs> they did some stuff there. I mean, what's her other big? Be- oh god, she wrote on Terra Nova. Well, let's keep going. I I don't feel I feel like that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> this is
0: written by Nova. i don't even know what that is
2: it was a crappy show on fox about traveling back in time to like the age of dinosaurs
0: oh it was another one of the fox one season list
2: i think it took two seasons but yeah
0: can you stop making say things that make jason apparently <laughs> want to quit
1: <laughs> i wish jason keeps uh, coming in and out of the dimension all right listen yeah, there's a lot um, of us here tonight. Just... That's fine. There's there's <laughs> a lot of us here and Jason has a, like a whole therapy session he has to get through with this and and Alexis has things to say and yeah. Robert has to You've got your tagline. You you one you're one for one here. You have one show where you use the tagline and then one where you forgot it.
2: No, you I ha- I was going to do it after I introduced everyone, but then we well, got off on tangents. So Well,
1: let's get back. Let's get back on the main road, sir. You're driving this uh, this truck. Let's go.
2: All right. Tonight on Damn You, I mentioned what we're talking about. We are going to be joined in addition to Mark and myself. You can see them on screen already. They've talked a little bit. But first up, we have Alexis Haina from Honeysuckle Rose Creations back with us for the first time in a little bit. How are you doing, Alexis?
0: Doing good. I got Cleo here. I I apologize if you guys can hear that crackling sound. She's going to town on her favorite marrowbone.
1: That's okay. Uh, last night, um, what's his name? Pat went to town on a plate of uh, hummus and, and chips. So, you know, eat, crackling and eating <laughs> is uh, w- welcomed on this podcast.
0: Well, I've eaten dinner on the podcast before. I know I have. But, yeah, it's like, okay, whatever. I'm Melissa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you for coming out dressed.
2: <laughs> All right. And <laughs> King, the perils of live video podcasting, and also joining us is the the tragically depressed for good reason symbiote super fan Jason Teasley. Jason, I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If you go back to the archives and hear how pissed off I was about the post credit scenes of the first Venom, y'all, yeah, we're going to turn that up to about eleven for. All right, and
1: we'll get back. Even we'll get back the post
0: credits, even though the post credit scene in this movie is the, literally the only reason to see this movie, will you quit pawing me, dog?
3: All right, um, it keeps yeah, kicking we'll, me out. I, I, this really hates me tonight.
1: Yeah, I don't know why that is. All right, Robert, let's get get into this before um, <laughs> before Streamyard kicks Jason completely off the podcast. I really want to get Jason's thoughts on this, so let's get into
0: it.
2: Well, tonight on Damn You, Hollywood, chronicling the downfall of American cinema.
0: <laughs> anyone else depressed because Andy Serkis directed this? I like Andy Horribly. Serkis. Horribly. I re- I, okay, did anyone see the Jungle Book adaptation that he directed for Netflix?
2: Uh, oh, no. all right.
0: I thought it was pretty good. It was a lot more loyal no. to the Rudyard Kipling book than um, what Disney has given us multiple times. Uh, it, it was well done, not to mention... Uh, benedict cumberbatch is sheer Khan, so you know points all
2: no well, they've d- they did a good job with both of the sheer like there's never been a bad sheer Khan. i think that one had benedict cumberbatch the original has uh the name escapes me but that classic voice actor l- so many disney villains and then the pseudo live action one that disney did had idris elba like they've never done a bad job casting that role
0: very true but but yeah like i said i really wanted to like this i love andy circus i do think he's a good director you know and i that he is someone who i want to see continue on and have a wonderful career and then i watch this and i go oh my god circus please tell me that i can place the blame with the producers and not your feet all right uh, robert
2: hit it yeah, I kind of hope they can blame the producers, too. All right, so we begin this by being introduced to a very young Cletus Cassidy at totally not Xavier's home for wayward students, or whatever the <laughs> hell they're calling this.
0: Ravens? Oh, no, it's not Ravenscroft. Yeah, it's a, he's supposed to be at Ravenscroft. He's just at a school for wayward kids.
2: Yeah, totally not Xavier's school for gifted youngsters that their parents don't want.
1: Uh, we, it we had- home for unwanted children to the sure. ra- Okay, yeah.
2: St. Ashe's Home for Unwanted Children. Go. Where he is, this is back in 1996, those long, th- you know, almost 30 years ago. God, I'm old and washed up. Where he as a young man is infatuated with one of his other detainees, a, a child by the name of Francis Barrison, better known as Shriek. Shriek.
0: <laughs> She's from the comics.
2: I know. Believe me, that that is not points in this thing's favor. Uh, she is a, she is taken away we think she's dead because she gets shot in the face but because this is comics nothing actually works the way it's supposed to work so she just winds up with some scarring around her eye and not even an artificial eye when we meet her later she is taken to the Ravencroft Institute which is again totally not the raft or whatever other stupid superhero facility you're trying to throw together uh, as she is being taken out she, Uses her super screaming to damage the character of Patrick Mulligan, who theoretically comes back will probably come back later in his other in his symbiote incarnation of Toxin. These these characters were all created in the '90s, and if that's not painfully obvious, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, We then jump. So he's partially deaf. We jump forward in time where Cletus Cassidy is life in prison without the possibility of parole he is a famous serial killer uh, we met him briefly at the end of the first venom movie and his terrible wig <laughs> now it's just a mediocre die job
0: i was gonna say i think we've mentioned a couple of times on the show it's like at least thank god whoever decided to give him that wig got fired and they gave woody harrelson a proper wig in this there's one point it doesn't point. give it a passing grade but there is one point
2: it managed to avoid stepping in the same pile of dog crap that it did previously. Uh, He's kind of latching on to Eddie Brock and going and trying to talk with him and doing a really, 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 really bad impression of every stupid serial killer behind bars ever. My gripes with the writing of this will be long. My list of gripes with this writing. Gonna be long. So he talks with... Eddie Brock, Brock with the assistance of Venom, the symbiote who he is constantly bickering and bitching at because this is what they do. They decided this was going to be 80% of our movie. <laughs> is these two not being able to get along. Uh, he sees some of the like artwork that is scrawled on the walls of uh, Cassidy's cell and is able to divine, a uh, kind of like devise where he's hidden a bunch of bodies when they discover the sheer scope of the number of people he's killed, which is never actually explained, nor any bodies shown. We're just supposed to take your word for it because we P- need they, him to be quasi- They they pg 13 it. Because we need him to be quasi-sympathetic at the end so we can do the, but I was abused. Uh, They... With the When they discover the full, the full breadth of his crimes, they decide to reinstitute the death penalty just in his case. And he is sentenced to die via lethal injection. Uh, the other thing about Cassidy is he's reaching out through whatever uh, whatever outlet Eddie Brock is publishing on at the moment to send messages to Shriek, who is still for some reason given them despite being in a maximum security faci- black ops facility. <sighs> sorry am i that that sound you heard was my aneurysm popping
0: do we even have to talk about the plot of this can we just get to the? i'm bitching? getting
2: i'm getting to the end of it hang on brock goes back one last time before cassidy's supposed to be executed he the venom symbiote gets involved cassidy winds up biting eddie and in the process of biting him gets a little bit of the symbiote instead of just blood this then mutates while within him, turning him into the carnage, giving him the carnage symbiote as a host. He breaks out, he frees shriek. The, the Venom symbiote leaves Eddie because again, they can't just get along. Don't you understand? Venom wants to be out and proud and Eddie's like, no, you moron. <laughs> so they break up. The symbiote goes body hopping, just casually violating people like that, I suppose. Well, Eddie tries to get his life back on track, but now that Cassidy is broken free, he wants to... There's a really stupid idea that they have. He wants to get married to Shriek, and in doing so, he's go- he and she and the symbiote are going to kill their biggest... Uh, I don't know, whatever, whoever they have the biggest gripe against. He wants to kill Eddie. The, the carnage symbiote wants to kill the symbiote that spawned it, in this case, Venom. And shriek wants to kill mulligan because he blinded her so we get the same we get everyone together in a church because of course we do uh the venom symbiote reattaches to eddie because of course it does they show up the venom symbiote pussies out because that's a red one that's never actually explained or gone into further it's just played for laughs and i hate it they fight They fight, they fight, they fight, they fight, 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 fight. fight. It's the Itsy and Scratchy show. Eventually, Venom wins. Uh, He then bites the head off of Cletus after devouring the Carnage symbiote. I'm pretty sure that's not how that works in any sort of reality. That's
0: not how it works in any sort of comic book either, but But we'll get to that. Yeah, that's more what I'm like. That's really not how that should work. Uh, So he's dead. Shriek is
2: possibly dead. Possibly sequel material. We don't know yet. They will decide when they decide what they want to do with the sequel, I guess. Um, Venom and Eddie wish... Uh, the, the subplot here is that uh, his old uh, fiance Anne, is now engaged to the doctor that we met in the first movie, and Venom is a little bit unhappy. Eddie's a little bit heartbroken. I'll put air quotes around heartbroken, because while Tom Hardy is an amazing actor, boy, does he not show emotional range in this particular film. Uh but having sort of reconjoined themselves, Venom and Eddie decide that they're better off together. They head off into the sunset to be the lethal protector wherever they happen to go. <sighs> and then in our mid-credit scene, they're sitting in a they're sitting in a kind of hotel room, and they are via a beam of light sort of zapped into an alternate reality, revealed to be another part of the multiverse. In this particular case, we get to see J. Jonah Jameson telling the world that spider-man is peter parker and then venom licks the screen over a supposed 16 year old boy's face i hope you all feel real good about this <laughs> although it certainly tracks for the writer of 50 shades of Fucking gray all righty
1: thank you for that robert jason before streamyard boots you again Please have your say. Uninterrupted. Unadulterated. Have your say. Get it all off your chest, Jason. What do you have to say about Venom Let There Be Carnage?
3: This was an absolute shit show that um, I really think that they wanted to portray Carnage as fucking Doc Ock uh, with as many times as they had the tentacles coming out of his back. They fucked the whole backstory up. They fucked the whole... Um, relationship with Shriek up um, and the parasitic involvement between Cassidy and Carnage they totally ignored because they claimed that there wasn't a symbiotic, a symbiotic bond when actually it is it's actually stronger than Venom's because they're both fucking absolute m- maniacal um,
1: and- oh boy Anyway, uh, Jason will be back in a second. We'll let him continue. Um, let me just go ahead and, and say this, and then I'll – and hopefully by that point, Jason will come back in again. I didn't hate this movie. Really didn't. Um, I had a fun time with my kids. It is, it is definitely – Jason, I'll come back to you in just a second. It is definitely meant for as general an audience as you can. And if you did you know, want to bring your kids to this and you can get past some of the silly cartoon violence in it, I feel like that's what they were they were going for um I mean it is a slight light barely there movie and it moves like a theme park like a literal theme park roller coaster and I think there's some funny stuff with um there's some funny stuff between Tom Hardy and uh the the Venom CGI but Jason I'll let you continue before I uh before I say anything else
3: oh you're fine um But, yeah, I mean, it it totally took out the whole aspect of the Carnage scene with Cassidy. Um, And you get a brief glossed over version of what landed Cassidy in the the group home and subsequently the prison. And the fact that they introduced mutants to the MCU without anybody noticing with Shriek uh was kind of kinda of interesting and nobody picked up on. And I sure the hope hell hope uh Sam Delarosa got uh royalties off of this for them saying uh being lethal protector as he was the artist for the Venom uh Lethal Protector Volume One. I sure hope he got royalties as much as much as that was fucking mentioned in the show. But <clears throat> when it boils down, each symbiote is actually stronger than its previous host so the venom when venom spawns carnage carnage is actually stronger than venom that's what creates the issue and that's through the whole maximum carnage story arc that's what causes spider-man and venom and the superhero gang that they have to pair up with to defeat carnage because it is a stronger uh semi so this was totally off the rails. It totally bastardized my favorite comic book character of all time. This actually pissed me off more than Harley Quinn in the, su- the first Suicide Squad, uh, and that was kind of hard to do. But yeah, at least the, at least we didn't have the Raggedy Andy wig this time. I, I did <laughs> like the fact that they fixed that. Woody Harrelson wasn't a bad Cletus, but Carnage was was not good not good at all um and I, I i just i was honestly physically sick by the time this movie ended because i was so pissed off how much bastardization that they did as my favorite character so now i know how fantastic fourth fans feel
1: okay just uh i'll finish my point here then i'll head over to you alexis i um <laughs> I was listening to William Bibiani and when you said will talk about this and you know um, they, I think for the rap William Bibiani wrote uh, this was a poly queer movie and all this other stuff. Uh, I found all that stuff amusing. like I said, it's it is very much like let's 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 get carnage made and then let's just go rapid fire through everything so we can get to the fighting and all of that um and I think. You know, if you're, you know, if you're one of these people who was going just to see the Carnage blob fight the Venom blob, then, you know, the, the movie gave you what it wanted. I, I was joking with you guys on, uh, on chat about, you know, you got to give the people what they want. I, I can't come at it from the point of view of Jason. Like, I, I can sympathize with Jason's point of view. Um, you read the comic books, you'll fall in love with the character. You want to see that character. Represented on screen as it's as it was written in the comic book, but as I've said many times on here, you know, books are books and movies are movies. They don't always necessarily resemble one another. And I think they, the movie focuses a lot on the relationship between Venom and Eddie, and their and in their sort of like dysfunctional uh, dysfunctional relationship. And I remember back when um, I read the, the Secret Wars comics about how, like, the costume was in love with, uh, you know, the original black black costume saga, when the the costume was in love with Peter Parker and all of that. And I think, look, it, that may or may not have been successful in in your eyes, but I think that for what they were trying to go for with what the Venom symbiote is, I think they were largely successful with that. It might not have been everyone's bag but I think in terms of, hey, let's make this about their relationship and kind of the carnage Venom fighting stuff is secondary to that. Uh, It works. The problem is there isn't anything else really to talk about with this, at least as far as I'm concerned. It's kind of, if you're not dealing directly with Eddie and Venom or you're not watching the CGI fight, there's nothing else to this movie. So what did you think of it, Alexis?
0: Yeah, I'm with Jason on this one. Uh, Yeah, first of all, Woody Harrelson does do a good job as Cletus Cassidy. Hell, part of me even wonders if this whole everything with Venom was first started because somebody said, Hey, you know what would make a good carnage when we eventually do get around to it in a Spider-Man movie? Woody Harrelson. He does a good job with it. The CGI fight is really well done. And it's a minor thing, but I really like the scene with the uh, postcard. When you have the uh, the drawing talking mm. about yeah. uh, Cletus's background. Uh, i've often discussed about how it's very hard for movies and television shows to provide good exposition drops without it becoming just and here comes the bulk of information so when you see a film that's able to do it in a really creative and unique way it's very impressive and this film does nail that with the scenes of the sketches via the postcard so i really did like that but this movie is so disappointing the script is horrible i actually called out both the just hanging around and the honeymoon's over line L- literally right when they're starting to find I'm like okay someone's gonna say honeymoon's over and then you hear someone shout honeymoon's over and i point at the script like i called it i called it
1: when you say the script is bad are you talking about like the dialogue is that what you're specifically pointing at
0: yes m- okay. not just the dialogue the pacing is terrible the interactions are lame again this is a pg-13 film you How can you have PG-13 with Carnage? The creature is literally the alien mixed with Cassidy's blood. You know, that's what Carnage is. Mm -hmm. And what disappoints me more than anything is that I'm a big fan of the Spider-Man comics. I do enjoy the original story arcs with Venom and Carnage. They're great. I love the Maximum Carnage comic book. Hell, I love the Maximum Carnage video game you know 90s pure corny cheese ball fun and <clears throat> excuse me films like this it's so disappointing because we want to see venom and carnage on the big screen we want to see these characters we want to see the fight but we want to see it done right This movie really feels like they basically are just waving their keys at us, going, oh, look, here's Venom. Oh, look, here's Carnage. Oh, look, they're going to fight. And they expect us to be satisfied by it. I don't want that. What's
1: hilarious, though, is that for the percentage of people that aren't comic book fans, that is exactly what they wanted. And they're so happy that that's what they got.
0: Exactly. I really want a film that is accurate to the comics. Mm -hmm. I mean especially since now we're getting the multiverse merge and we're going to have spider-man and venom interact because anyone who's read the maximum carnage comic book knows that spider-man is an integral part of it and i was just like you could have waited you could have waited and done a really faithful maximum Carnage. i mean not like 100 percent faithful because we'll, we'll be in the theater yeah. for five years but a something so much closer to the comic and it would have been so good this movie just feels like they decided to just put together venom and cards based off of somebody else's spec script for completely different characters down to making shriek the love interest she's not the love interest she never has been they're just like she basically just gets carnage to get her out of jail because it's like hey you're breaking out yeah. take me with you you know it's 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 very disappointing for comic book fans who love these characters. And, again, the CGI fight is great. You know, hell, Andy Serkis, of all people, I'm so disappointed in him as a director. But it's great to have him directing CGI fights. Because who else knows better about motion capture than him? You know? Yep. So, yeah, that's my two bets.
1: So, I, I, I'm going to say say this because I know when I saw the pictures of it and people, because people who had got to see early screenings of it, um, they shared the picture on Twitter and I was like, oh God, this is gonna be Ghostbusters 2016 level backlash. And I I haven't actually quite heard that, thankfully, but when I saw Venom decked out in the... um,
0: (laughs) The rave outfit. The the rave
1: outfit. and, um, and And I had heard that he has the line, I'm out of the Eddie closet. And I was, I was actually thinking about you, Alexis, because you're always like, oh, that's the new so, cosplay at the cons this year. I'm like.
2: It's a line someone wrote. It's a line <laughs> that passed editing. And that's a yeah. line that these people spend a lot of money and time bringing to fruition on the big screen. And I want you all to consider this the next time you try to claim there's a kind and loving God. And I'm the religious one here. I was
1: thinking we'll about it. We'll get to it.
0: that when we discuss Midnight Mass next week.
1: I was thinking about it in terms of. I know a lot of people are going to be mad about this, and they're just going to be, see- like, seething on social media. But I thought it was kind of hilarious that Venom has now been co-opted into a gay icon. I, I thought Mark. I'm sitting there dying in the theater, and I'm like, ugh, this is going to send people into into just foaming
2: fits of rage. Hey, but Mark. I couldn't help but think it was hilarious. Yes. You, kn- right. you know the Babadook has been co-opted into a gay icon, right? Has it really? I yeah.
0: still don't get oh, I, I got no problem with it, but I don't get it. It's just like, someone just neither. show me how we got from point A to point B, please. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was, that's a whole other podcast. We're going to have to discuss this. Leo you know, how exactly did we get the Babadook at the gay icon? But anyway, you know, like, Kim's <sighs> in there going, I'm out of the Eddie closet and, you know, and doesn't doing this whole speech. Eddie about, kept, no, no, no. Eddie,
2: Eddie kept me inside because he was ashamed of us and I right. want to be out and free and... <laughs> And I kept thinking of like
1: Patton Oswalt's like gay pride parade, but it's on tour, you know, (laughs) it's parading through the streets of like Oklahoma and shit. Oh, you're going to have to keep us updated, Alexis, when you go back to the con scene about all the gay venoms that show up. But,
0: you know, actually, um, I I think I showed you guys the Carnage cosplay from Colorado. I think I put that on the uh, network or on the network chat. Venom cosplays are actually very few and far between because it, uh, the level that go. it takes to pull it off is sure. Yeah, mostly when you see Venom cosplays, it's somebody who's just got they have painted on yeah. the the veins of like a Symbiote taking over, and they've got there's,
1: like there's mo- a wrestler like, that on. there's a wrestler that does a lot of um make like body makeup, Finn Balor. Uh, mm-hmm. He was Prince Devitt on the indie scene in New Japan. <laughs> and he actually did a lot of Venom and Carnage. And I think he did this one indie show where I saw him as the Joker. But yeah, that's what you're talking Joker. About. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So hey, yeah, Venom is not an easy cosplay to pull off.
1: Mm. Yeah, didn't, Rob.
0: You, didn't you? Remember when you
2: said Finn Balor was the next John Cena?
1: What'd you think of the movie, Robert?
2: <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to me bringing up your laundry list of failed predictions. I, also, their there, Mark. I uh, shut up, Alexis. I also
1: said <laughs> I, I also said the most standout guy in the shield was gonna be Dean Ambrose. And hey,
2: look at him now in AEW. Will you get on with the movie already? People are watching. Yeah, are. Of, Yeah, we've got a couple of viewers on Twitch. One of them's my brother. The other one's probably me. Go on. Ah, <sighs> what did I think of this movie?
1: As a critic, as a critic, as a critic. I think
2: it, I think it's as us. a critic. I think the pacing is terrible. The dialogue... Is, this dialogue might legitimately be worse than the dialogue in Fifty Shades of Grey, be that the screenplay or the original novel, and I wouldn't wipe my ass with that. I would That's one of the only books I would burn on sight. I <laughs> Moving think the, on. <laughs> the final CGI fight between Venom and Carnage is perfectly acceptable. The scene where he breaks Shriek out of the Ravencroft Institute made me want to vomit. And I wow. don't... I'm not saying that because... Uh, Not the whole movie, that sequence between the perpetually spinning camera, the mediocre CGI, the flashing lights and her shrieking, not even her power shrieking, just the actress screaming. I had to I literally could not watch it. I had to stop or I was going to throw up. It is a horribly constructed sequence. Okay.
0: Anyone else realize the problem with the script the minute that Shriek let out her thing and it and it hurt carnage it's just have like you... God. i know i'm serious it's like Well, no
1: i what i was gonna say is that that was i've been reading a lot about the movie and one of the things they that was part of the reason part of the reason they wanted shriek in the movie um I was, I've, I've heard a couple of reviewers talk about this was that you have two so again everything going back to relationships and <laughs> the polyqueerness and all of that so you have the tom hardy venom thing but they were also talking about Cletus, uh Carnage and Shriek, and how like they're in this like thropple relationship, and and how like what her powers are doing to Carnage, and that's why Carnage doesn't want her there, but Cletus does, and it's this bizarre love triangle between these individuals, which I'm sorry, and I don't care if I'm the one that stands out in this podcast. That is the, I don't give a shit that this isn't like the comics. I'm sorry, Jason. Mwah, I love you, I don't care. I the fact that I got 90 minutes. Of, of just nonsensical comic book love story between non, um, not non sexual normative couples was freaking hilarious to me. My son, however, yeah, just, like, you, you, just, you
3: you just you just talked yourself out of me purchasing you a, a beer come Monday. That's a okay. beers uh, on me, buddy. Your <laughs> your your beer is now going to Melissa. Uh So she drinks so, more than yeah, I do. You you just.
1: But poor Robert, you were, you were, there you were wanting to pull your own eyes out.
2: Yeah, that sequence is terrible. I don't need 60 minutes of your 90-minute movie being bad slapstick comedy with Tom Hardy throwing himself around a sound a stage. I just don't. Okay the first time okay maybe it's funny second of all and this goes to the this goes to how stupid this movie's plot is and the writing of this thing oh i need the the symbiote needs brains to live Mm -hmm. okay and tom hardy's response is eat chickens
3: and chocolate
2: i'm sorry you couldn't find a
0: better factory farm animal than freaking chickens I mean, that is comic book accurate. The drug that the symbiote needs to live is found in human brains, chocolate, and some kind of fungus. Uh, Again, at which point, if the thing you're sharing your body with goes, I need
2: this or I die, you do kind of have to find some ways to make concessions to that. You have to find things for it to eat that aren't just running your local bodega shop out of hershey I, bars on a daily I hang on it, it kind of apes the vampire
1: issue doesn't it like whenever you have a movie twilight being a really good example of this like hey we don't want to kill people but we need blood so we are vegetarian vampires who you know eat go hunting in the woods and eat animal blood it, they were they were playing with that motif go ahead jason
3: but also the the one I wish that this would have happened because this would have been a good dynamic and kind of would have balanced that out is if they would have introduced the reason why Venom and Eddie has one of the bonds is because Eddie has cancer and the Symbiotes are suppressing that that's keeping life but then he runs when Venom leaves Eddie. He kind of runs through, and all these other people just like die. But it doesn't affect Eddie. That's that was that's never been explained in either movie. Uh, so I think they would have just introduced that that way. It could have balanced out the whole, you know, needing to eat human brains and everything to get that that drug to keep him alive. And yeah, if you're going to eat brains why chickens it's it's not it's not going to be enough substance
2: if we're talking about san francisco the the stray dog population alone and i say this as a lover of dogs and it's horrible but if we're just talking about consuming something with a greater brain mass yeah chickens are like nothing
3: Well, I mean, I get get what you're saying, Mister. Here's
0: our tagline for tonight: We discuss when you need to eat brains, where to (laughs) find brains.
1: Here's the thing: you you can't in a movie in a PG-13 meant for you know men and children. Apparently, you can't have him eating anything but chickens. It's not going to work. Maybe people in the
3: first one,
2: barely, and then he does eat Woody Harrelson's head in the end of this one barely
3: yeah which, no, again, i'm pretty sure he i'm pretty sure there was no barely about him eating eating Harrelson sure he harrison said you don't see it that.
1: that's my point is you
2: don't see anything
1: that he does Would, in either movie and, and he just, ate a
3: red gob
2: which just goes <laughs> to how stupidly set up this movie was to begin with on a creative level yeah um well, they
0: ignored it so the Venom or the Carnage uh, Symbiote wasn't actually birthed from the Venom symbiote. They just had him, he got some of it yeah. out of Eddie's body, so that's how it works that he can re-eat it and reabsorb it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which again, yeah. I'm like, that was this stu-
3: That was the dumbest
2: I, thing.
0: That mm. was so stupid.
2: Yeah, I, would, I, will, I I can't tell you how much I would have rather had the sentry fly in Deus Ex Machina style take Carnage into space and tear him in half like he does in the comics.
1: I, here's where I will agree with all three of you. It doesn't follow, it, it establishes rules and then immediately breaks them, follows none of them. And it just is like, well, in this scene, this is what we want to have. I, it very, it was, I haven't watched the, right before we went on the air, I saw that Screen Rants did their Venom let there be Carnage pitch meeting. But I oh, imagine pretty. somewhere in there, yeah, there's a question good. about, it's not following any sort of logic and, you know, in the pitch meeting guy going, but I wanted it in the movie there. This thing is because in this
2: this scene, I want to do this thing. Well, couldn't you have fixed that with the earlier writing? Well, in that scene, I wanted to do that thing. Right.
0: I don't even understand why they tease the idea of Mulligan and another symbiote coming when it's like you killed off Cassidy and carnage, this could have been a, this could have been a really good reoccurring villain for future movies because we all know more movies are coming. Mm-hmm. But instead you yeah, kill because him and you give us that weak ass thing with Mulligan, in which I don't even rem- okay, honest question: did anyone even see how he got infected with the symbiote? Because I did no not see that. And the fact
3: that he becomes one of the, the third most popular symbiote in toxin. Because of the it, it, it they didn't play that up and I'm like it, it just shows it never showed how he got infected <laughs> and how how it bonded with him. And it, it's like, hey, blue eyes. That that'll that'll show that the bond occurred. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> let's give him yeah, blue I have eyes. To say,
1: I this is not a hard movie to follow, but even me and my kids at the end of it were like my my son elbow was like, like 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 what happened to him? Why did he have blue eyes now? And I'm like Mm-hmm. because that's what the writers yeah. wanted
0: yeah exactly was, i went to see this with a friend i've mentioned before he was going to join us tonight couldn't unfortunately uh he actually is the world record points holder for the classic uh maximum carnage video game former speed run holder so he knows that story better than anyone else I know, and I looked at him and I was like, "So what's that?" And he's like, "I have no idea." It's like you—it's like <laughs> they stump the person who knows the character Carnage better than anyone else I know,
1: other than Jason.
2: <laughs> so Robert, uh, I anything else?
0: The actress who plays Shriek.
1: Naomi Watson Harris Bloomberg Tia Dalma
0: slash Money Penny—that's the one. <laughs> Lady, I know it must have been
2: amusing to you at least once to do your Gollum voice while Andy Circus is directing you, <laughs> but knock it off!
0: <laughs>
1: but she wants the Precious's Tater. No, no, no.
2: No, no, no. He wants the,
1: like,
2: the fact that he is banging on that glass window as she's being led <laughs> away going, My Precious! <laughs> <laughs> What's taters, Precious? I wanted to whip, I wanted to pee on the movie screen. (laughs) We're We're three minutes into this stupid movie. And I have to resist the urge to walk up because I'm in a theater basically by myself. A few other people came in 10 minutes later and just all over the giant screen. Robert, I want you to know as your
1: friend, I feel like your best friend, but maybe not. But I, but you're my best friend, even if I'm not your best friend. But I want you to know that if you ever stand up and pee for distance from wherever you are in the theater and hit the screen, I will come bond you out of jail. I promise <laughs> Pro- I promise me before you die, you will be kicking balls all over the movie screen.
3: Like it, I'm pretty I'm like pretty sure it. we could going to go fund me to bail you out. I do need will... it. I will
1: spend my money on this.
3: I, I will go fund
0: me. I think happens. we'll be able to pull it out for just everyone on this network. It's like, Robert did what? Yeah, I'll contribute to the fund. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will,
2: I, if that ever happens, you'll be the first one I tell. Thank you. I, I, I asked so little,
3: and then it'll go to the group chat, and everybody will start shipping money in.
1: I will. Uh, I need video of it so I can upload it on the podcast. I, uh,
3: I no, do not no. want to see. I do not want <laughs> to see video, no of, video. Right. That takes no the, video. That takes the, and whole, here's... the whole. The the excuse me, why I whipped this out comment we made earlier <laughs> off air to a whole new level.
1: Robert, what did you think of Venom Five? Let that be even more carnage, chicken balls.
2: Oh that will probably be the subheading for that <laughs> and it will give us just as much that honest, just as much that honesty in advertising as let there be carnage did.
1: We uh, we have drifted away from the movie. You want to
2: wrap it up here, Sonny? All right, I'm going. I've tried very, very hard not to insult people for their personal tastes lately. Like this is no, no, no. Like that's a serious thing I've tried to do lately. Sure. I've very much tried to live and let live when it comes to people who like different things. I like things that aren't good plenty. Like This is not me getting on a high horse. But this movie. I feel like if you enjoyed this movie, you were raised under power lines, dropped on your head repeatedly, and your parents used lead paint chips instead of salt to feed you. Like, I don't understand. I can't I can barely intellectually understand the appeal of this movie because it's slightly more competently directed than your average transformers flick fair enough but there's just so much nothing compounded by okay okay this is my last thing and because this really annoyed me. the writing of Cletus Cassidy. The, whoever wrote the actual dialogue that he spouts didn't actually write any dialogue. She found a YouTube video about serial killer tropes yeah. and sort of scary things you can have them say. As he's transforming, something wicked this way comes. Bullshit, that guy knows that reference. As he's being strapped in, chaos comes and chaos... Like, No! stop it and then you cap this all off with him going that's bad journalism eddie you were supposed to ask me why i butchered dozens and dozens of people it's because i was abused and i just wanted to be your friend and i'm with venom when he says Fuck this guy and eats his head
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we
0: gotta get our wanna bomb in
3: yeah
2: yeah is uh, a- this is a horribly written movie the dialogue is terrible <laughs> It is slipshod despite its quick run time. The only quasi good thing that this has going for it is the final showdown fight, which itself was half ripped off from any number of Spider-Man versus Doc Ock sequences. Bite me, whoever wrote this. Bite me, whoever choreographed this. And never make another one of these. I know you're going to, oh, but yeah. just know, if I ever see the person who wrote this, I'm going to be convicted of assault because I'm going to beat the shit out of them. So, hey,
3: what I'm hearing from Robert, I got a, qu- I got a question. Yeah. can we, can we, can we be a lethal protector?
1: No. <laughs> so, uh, so what? Well, what I'm hearing from you, Robert, is you cannot wait for Venom be gay, do crimes. That right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Venom oh, three, just... make it gayer. I can't wait. I uh. What can I say? I, I I hear what you're saying. I don't largely disagree with you. This was definitely this was a weird movie meant for like kids who don't think hard about movies, you know, this or for movie, people who just on, on, want on, like on. mild entertainment.
2: This movie's not made for anyone. <laughs> like if you're if you're an edgy teenager who wants to watch a violent car, a violent comic book movie, you're not going to see this because it's not violent or edgy. Right. If you're a small child, there's better small children's entertainment that's more thoughtful and engaging than this. If you're an adult, you don't go see this because it's made for children. This is not made for anyone. I, I, uh, here's
1: the thing, thing I'm is... going to tell you about that. I, I, I showed Jonas, again, my my model for seven-year-olds. Um, I showed Jonas Venom uh, 2018, loved it. it, was all he would talk about when we were in Pensacola, was mad that his sister hadn't watched it yet and then we saw this and he and I'll tell you this much Jason he'll he'll, he'll let you in on all of this on Monday but he actually preferred right. 2018 to let there be carnage but at the end of this this was all he would this was all he wanted to talk about he went on for at least another hour talking about like what's going to happen in the next movie and blah, blah blah you know the the stinger at the end with Tom Holland he was talking about that i mean I don't here. here's where I agree with you. I don't see a lot of parents like myself bringing their kids to this because it's about a murdering alien, you know, eating people and whatnot. And like what? <laughs> be,
2: no, no. Spending 80 percent of the movie being annoyed. He can't eat people.
1: Right. So, like, I, I don't see a lot of parents necessarily then bringing magic... their kids to this. But what was the statistic that we saw that I shared in the chat? It was like something like we talked about this last night on 61 yeah, yeah.
2: percent were men. Right. Not just men; they were. It was like sixty-one percent were men over the age of twenty-three
3: mm-hmm. that are left-handed. That <laughs> no, no, no. also also killed their mother and grandmother, or something. I don't.
1: It was a sixty-one percent of men between the ages of eighteen to twenty-five, and then like another no, no, thing.
2: It, it was it was it was weird because it was like even old. It, it skewed much older than you'd think it would. It was mm-hmm. it didn't even really hit the eight. It wasn't really like the eighteen to you know forty five demographic, it was more the twenty-five to fifty five demo. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then
1: what well, the other subset was kids, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, like twenty-four percent of total tickets for this were like children. And I if you took your kids to see this, shame on you. Mark. Mark.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but also All right. so the real quick, Cletus yeah. Cassidy is was highly intelligent in the comics. That was mm-hmm. yep, one of the MOs because he was such a highly intelligent serial killer. That's why he got by with everything as long as he did. And that's what took so long to catch him and them not know where the bodies were. And the fact that, you know, Mr. Artiste can randomly just draw up, and put your. Just G. Put, yeah,
2: you G. What, yeah, you just, Google image search a line drawing on a cell <laughs> wall and just. Yeah.
3: And you just hold it up to your screen. And then you
0: have all those scenes of them saying thanks to this wonderful reporter. It's like, yeah, that's the way the real world works. Can can I I just say
2: another sign that you're writing is crap? If you have a character or characters say that their goal is to get back on top. (laughs) Nobody says that unless you're writing a delusional character.
0: Or 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 unless it's porn.
2: Okay, sure. This could be my ticket back on top. And then he has an, and then to have a talking head on a news network go, Eddie Brock, he's back on top after this story. Like, no.
1: This is my ticket to be back on top. Bow, wow, wow. Uh,
2: we know what the subheading will be for the triple X parody at least. <laughs>
1: Venom back on top. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm sure you will. All right. Speaking of which, um, the music. In What did you think of the music uh, in this, Jason? Did the music in this stand out to you at all? No,
3: because it sucked. What it, is, been...
0: it, is a, it is worth pointing. The uh, rapper that um, appeared in the rave scene, uh, Little Sims, apparently uh, she was requested specifically because she actually wrote a song called Venom.
1: Well, and if you Tom would,
0: Hardy was a fan of hers.
1: Well, if you would like to hear but, more of Little Sims or Little Nas or Little Tokyo or Little Beaver, any of the littles, uh, uh, they're all and on.
2: Didn't hang on. Didn't Eminem okay. do the Venom song for the first yes. one? Yes, we listened to I it on the way say, to the movie.
3: The 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 last the closing song was actually good. I actually got that download So uh,
1: so if you want to listen to something beyond the Littles or uh, or or MM, you can check it out with our uh, link, our giveaway here at getamazonmusic.com/w2mnetwork. Again, it's getamazonmusic.com/w2mnetwork for a free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. Uh keep it for 30 days. If you like it, continue to pay the monthly fee. If not, you can just uh, you can cut it off. No fuss, no muss, no problems. But it's a great service. We use it all the time on the Metal Hammer of Doom whenever I have one of my squirrel end of the show medleys where I just feel like playing anything I want because I got bored with the album we were reviewing. So amazonmusic.com, secure for all your boredoms. All right, moving on. It helps. <laughs> and with that, let us talk. Let's do the part that, that Robert and I always enjoy, our favorite part of the show. Here comes the money.
0: Here comes the money.
1: Here we go. Money talk. Oh, here comes the money! This thing is raking in all the dough. Um, it was—it had the highest debut of the pandemic since theaters reopened for a weekend at like ninety million, and on a budget of hundred and ten million, it is currently, as of this recording acquired 109.6 million dollars it was clearly obviously painfully so the number one movie of the weekend from october 1st to october 3rd um it uh it knocked shang chi who had it who had a, a record four week run in the number one spot because nothing came out in the month of september
2: not a darn uh, thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we reviewed all the not a darn things. True. Uh, um, the Addams Family 2 came in at number two, and that was not only in theaters, but also day and date PVOD. For those of you who want to see it, you can actually just rent it at home. Uh, as I said, chang fell from <laughs> one to three. The Many Saints of Newark, which myself, Robert Winfrey, and Pat Mullen reviewed last night, if you're interested, uh, if you're done listening to this, if you want to check that out, uh, we didn't like that one either. We're not We're not doing well this week. <laughs> um, that debuted at number four. Poor Dear, ha- Dear Evan Hansen dropped from two to five. Don't feel um, bad
2: for Dear Evan Hansen. We all knew how badly that was going to end. <laughs> it's
1: like Hollywood musicals, they make money, right? Yeah, but not Dear Evan oh. Hansen. Ooh, not lordy. when you
0: cast an actor to play a uh, high school student who is clearly in his 30s. Yeah, we did a bit hair- on that
2: last night. The guy's hairline is almost as bad as mine. <laughs> um
1: free guy the other really successful movie of the pandemic era also uh believe it or not another disney movie uh fell from three to six candy man not a disney movie four to seven jungle cruise definitely a disney movie six to eight we had three debuts uh that came in at nine ten and eleven respectively child three the jesus music and Titan, which i keep trying to tell robert Theater's not dead, man. You just have to do a little traveling. You got to do a little work, man. I'm not. You got to go
2: visit the indie theaters. I'm not driving 50 minutes.
0: You're not driving 50 minutes to watch a movie about a chick who has sex with a car and then gets pregnant. Yeah.
1: Wait, that's what that movie's about? Because I'm going to leave the the podcast to go see that.
0: Oh no! You guys didn't know what that was about. That's seriously the plot. Yeah. No, I warned you, Mark. Want to
3: see Land Mark, too. no, I, no, Mark. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already telling you no. I'm I need you to see now. people
0: have success. Look,
1: if there's one thing I've asked God for, it's one was health, two was happiness, and three, a woman having
2: sex with a car. And I don't you, know what you What really the hell, said, man? And really, all you needed to do was watch the courier. But what now? Or not not right. the courier. Crap. Uh, counselor. Let's move on. Cameron uh, Cameron Diaz basically uh, with the windshield of a car in that movie. Sweet.
1: All right,
3: looking that up now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna need you to send me links there, I'm Jason. Not sending you a link. You guys can figure it out. <laughs> I said, Jason, Cry Macho fell from five to twelve. Yeesh. Yeesh. Sorry,
0: uh, Eastwood. Uh, Paw Patrol day in
1: date. currently day and date on Paramount Plus. Uh, Nine to thirteen, Malignant. Okay. Seven to fourteen, yeah, Don't Breathe Two. Twelve to fifteen, the eyes of Tammy Faye, which myself and Alexis Hanel will be reviewing with a few other Oscar bates come January. Oh, they're uh, trying
2: so hard to get Andrew Garfield a nomination out of that.
1: He's a yep. good
0: actor.
2: I, well, yeah,
1: I
3: believe, I believe you. I mean, he, uh, did you he's, see the trailer he, for he's Tick okay who?
2: Jessica Chastain
1: is the one that deserves the Oscar nomination. I mean, Andrew Garfield looks fine in it, but she fucking rocks in that movie. No, Jessica um, Chastain's a tremendous actress. She really Absolutely. is. A movie nobody saw, Cop Shop, fell from eight to seventeen. The Card Counter. Speaking of nobody saw, thirteen to eighteen. Courageous, the tenth anniversary re-release, fourteen to nineteen. And Respect, what you want, baby, I got it. Fell from sixteen to twenty. Other uh,
2: that is, boy, that movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie.
1: <laughs> five minutes in the theater before it went P pretty E.
2: I'm pretty sure the actual song. Is... <laughs> Respect lasts longer than that thing's time in theatrical (laughs) releases like that.
1: Uh, It opened Friday
3: or video on demand Saturday.
1: Sweet. So that's what we're doing next Saturday then. Hey, Melissa, you want to watch a movie where a girl is sex with a car? She says yes. Um, (laughs) uh, Old Henry debuted at number 26. Possession, which was a re-release, debuted at number 30. Falling for Figaro. Figaro number 32, and Mayday 37. Uh, The Worldwide, um, even though Venom kicks ass on the domestic chart, Worldwide is where it's at, Um, and there's been zero movement in the top four. It's still High Mom, F9, Detective Chinatown. I'm
2: saying this again. Yes, sir. Disney will keep touting their domestic box office success because the fact that they can't beat High Mom or Detective Chinatown (laughs) 3 is so much egg on their face that they couldn't stand it.
1: Yeah, so so far the only one that seems to have even a shot at breaking into the top four at this point is Shang-Chi, but we'll see because you know October is is about as crowded as May used to be.
2: I think so, Shang Shang-Chi will probably surpass Kong versus Godzilla. I think it's close enough, isn't it? It's at 387 yeah. now. It's eighty so it's eighty some odd million back. Yeah. It'll probably get there. Probably. You know, I mean,
0: execu- and so you know, some executive at Disney is saying, so how can we buy China?
2: <laughs> the bigger well, I, question, no, like the bigger question, there is how long before China resubsidizes Disney?
1: Here's my question, um, Robert. Maybe you know the answer to this. Did Shang Chi ever, ever actually have a Chinese release? Because I think that might be the problem.
2: Well, I mean, um, you say problem. Well, I mean, well, hang yeah, on. Let me let me see if I can. find The reason out. why, uh,
1: well, while you're doing that, the reason why F9 made as much money as it did is because it had a as wide a worldwide release as you can get in uh in 2021 and you know the chinese went and saw this thing in in large numbers that's just the way it is you know when we talk about these billion dollar movies from 2019 and uh previous it, the, the biggest part of the box office receipts were within it were in Asia, china specifically so there's the winning formula but the problem is every time disney makes a movie whether they try to cater to china or not <laughs> they keep missing the mark and china either says we'll pass on your movie or they they let it play, but no one goes to see it. Um, while you're on, still researching see. here, uh, just to um, kind of finish. I think it. it
2: okay, hang on. I think it did. It opened in. It opened at least in Hong Kong. Now Hong Kong is okay. a little bit different than mainland China for a variety of reasons. Yep. Um. Let's see. Australia, Brazil, Mexico, UK, South Korea, France. Again, Hong Kong. It might not have opened in mainland China. But I think it. I think it did. All I right. can't find a specific.
0: Wow, like, oh, Dune's me... already got that much.
2: Yeah, Dune apparently had. Dune it... is rocking it overseas, yeah. man.
0: Yeah,
1: I can't wait to talk about the money on Dune, and, no, and next week we'll, you know, Robert and I are reviewing No Time to Die, and I'm sure that section of the money is going to be real fun to talk about. Anyway, Black Widow, Free Guy, A Quiet Place Part Two, The Battle of Lake Shangjin, and then okay, Cirella okay, rounding out the top um, ten.
2: For the record, yes as of the start of this year no shang chi has not been released in mainland china yet
1: oh okay well then it may get just over 500 but just barely um which is what i said i said it i said it was probably gonna make around 500 million um
2: so whichever one gets to crow is a success because of the pandemic but if the, if any marvel movie had only released to 500 million under normal circumstances people buildings would be burned
1: Uh, No Time to Die is currently at 23, which isn't even out in America yet, but it's out almost everywhere else. And that's at 121 million. Dune, as we just mentioned, uh, hasn't been released and will be day and date on HBO Max. And that's at 29 with 103 million. Venom sitting comfortably at number 27 for the year presently between the Boss Baby family business, which was day and date on Peacock. And Wrath of Man, which was theatrical exclusive in May before the second wave of the pandemic. Make of that what you will. All right. um, Next week is uh, this Friday is No Time to Die. And the other weirdly weird indie movie that I wanted to see, Lamb, which I'm not going to have time for. Um, And then it's Halloween, which is day and date on Peacock and The Last Duel, which is another Disney movie, believe it or not. Correct me from Robert, if I'm wrong about that, just scream out what studio it actually is. But I feel like that was 20th century, uh, formerly Fox. It
2: might, it might be it might be Fox Searchlight. Either way, it's Disney.
1: Um, And then Dune and then Last Night in Soho. So, you know, um, Venom may okay, continue. No, no, to make, no. Yeah, it's,
2: it's distributed by 20th century, but it okay. uh, that has nothing to do with the production.
1: OK, in any case, my point being, well, Disney gets the credit for it. Um, so the point being, and then we can move on to the critical review. Venom has got kind of an uphill slog and like it, it was the hero of the day for the weekend and rightly so, you know, with the 90 million take and it doing so well and being beloved by fans and hated by critics, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but it's got all oh, stiff competition because as soon as we're done with October, we're right into Eternals, then Ghostbusters, then, um, and Resident Evil, all in the month of november so this is what happens when you try to release all the movies at once at the same time on the same day even (laughs) like this thing has no room to breathe none
0: this has been the curse of 2021 yeah basically it's like okay things are getting a little bit more back to normal so let's pace things out and get back to a normal schedule no get everything out while we still can (laughs)
1: <laughs> except for paramount who just uh, who, who just beat themselves Param- and ran out of 2021
2: paramount so, gave up on the year
1: yeah well uh, in their defense they put clifford back on the calendar
0: Dang. Oh God.
1: <laughs> which is day and date on paramount plus talk <laughs>
0: what's emb- so glad i'm not paying for that <laughs>
1: What's a more embarrassing streaming service paramount plus or peacock
2: I don't pay all- for either of them, so I couldn't tell you. But, Mark, if you're happy to share your login information, I can give you a more thorough –
1: I would never do that, <laughs> Robert.
2: Oh, of course. How how dare we even insinuate the potential uh, – anything that horribly unethical. I don't
1: steal, sir. Speaking of stealing, you were going to say something, uh, well, Alexis?
0: I'll say at least Peacock, for the most part, is free. You just got to pay extra for their premium service. But- That's true. Yeah, you know, Paramount Plus, no, you got to pay for all of it. Not to mention Peacock actually has some of the classic Universal monster movies on there, so and the Can't WWE really...
1: network for all the garbage that's worth. All and right, it's got know, all the saw
0: movies. But it has yeah. no
2: search function that's actually usable. <laughs> no, no, it is not.
3: I suffered.
2: I suffered through the early day search functionality on the UFC's Fight Pass program, and that was god awful. It's still not great. S-
1: so did I. I. I, I could barely find anything. Speaking of not being able to find anything, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. No, I said. no god please no no
2: no no
1: all righty okay the... real yes. quick
2: before we get into this are you doing
1: brother... a are you doing a plug for grammarly you well we need,
2: to, we need to do that but uh <laughs> before we do that my brother chimed in on the twitch stream uh he's of the opinion that paramount plus is a is a more embarrassing streaming platform if for no other reason than because peacock has the office fair point
1: Fair point to your brother, who you appreciate for watching us on Twitch. All right. And if you're catching this after the fact and you're like, hey, wait a minute. You guys were on Twitch. Absolutely. All of our video shows will now be on Twitch, Facebook and Twitter.
2: We are on Twitch.tv slash w 2 mnet net. And if you would like to get notifications about when we go live, the little follow heart button down in this corner, give it a click. Follows on Twitch are free.
1: Speaking of uh, that, if you would like to support one of our great sponsors here on this show, get yourself a copy of Grammarly. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To Do download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash w 2 network Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash w 2 Network to download Grammarly for free. All right. As I said before, uh, the critics not in love with this movie. It's currently rotten with 59% with 167 reviews. The audiences were pantsless in the theater and just having a grand old time. 85% with 5,000 plus verified ratings.
2: I assume that's because most of them suffered at least one of the aforementioned forms of brain trauma.
1: Many of them, I'm sure, were children. Um, The critics' consensus. Same difference. A sequel Ow. aimed squarely at fans of the original's <laughs> odd couple chemistry. Venom Let There Be Carnage eagerly embraces the franchise's sillier side. And how? That, the is, audience... not
2: a, that is not a useful consensus, sir. <laughs> whoever wrote that. The, the audience <laughs>
1: says with tons of action, fun fight scenes, and plenty of comedy, you got to give the people what they want. Venom Let There Be Carnage <laughs> gives fans everything they'll be looking for, plus a can't miss post credit surprise. <laughs> Like, snort in your general direction. Okay, can I just have...
2: I need a moment here, okay? Just a moment? MCU Peter Parker is, what, 16? High Short. school student, yeah. So, well, the symbiote yeah, attached to got- Tom Hardy licking the television screen over the face of a boy in the midst of puberty should give you people pause when you cheer for that.
1: <laughs> I... Stop setting out aneurysm. Stop <laughs> setting me up for jokes. I can not I know just no don't make a joke about licking boys. Don't. Don't do it. Hey. Who <laughs> okay. who knew
0: I can make this worse. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Okay. We're we're down to as few viewers as we're going to get, okay?
1: Or, or we're going up because if he just say licking boys and suddenly a whole other audience comes in. That we didn't anticipate. Yeah, all the Catholics. Oh God! <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, Jason! I mean, in all honesty, what's going on with you and I? Uh...
0: No, Cleo. It
2: popped all three of you.
1: I swear to God, I didn't see the dog at first. I just thought Alexis was throwing her headset. That's it. I'm done.
2: <laughs> i have had it with you people. Would have been a good time. <laughs>
1: okay well anyway
2: all right um, let's see let's see what uh let's take a trip on down to what knucklehead row let's see let's see what the, (laughs) the brain trust on rotten tomatoes thought of this
1: oh gosh i don't even know what to read first here lauren Coates of consequence the script is certainly frustrating and the narrative not all that thrilling but venom has the good sense to deliver more of what audiences loved about the first film the Eddie Venom dynamic and hijinks. I told you, you it, this isn't about comic books or anything else. It's about relationships, it's just, Robert Winfrey. It's not, no, no, no. This
2: isn't even about relationships. This is about Tom Hardy throwing himself all over a soundstage. And I, I assume this woman is easily distracted by jingling keys, because that's all that took place in this movie if you're talking about the relationship between those two. Apart from the Venom symbiote randomly violating people, getting them drunk, almost killing them, and then going, but I miss Eddie. Hey, remember when you didn't like Ragnarok? Yeah. Oh, sweet (laughs) That does it. I'm I'm out. I remember, Mark, I remember my life since you made me watch that stupid movie. Yes.
1: Well, El Marino, or yeah, E.J. Marino, a flickering myth. This is perfect B-movie trash. In an era where Marvel, where Marvel, where Marvel, the people who made Ragnarok, takes itself too seriously, we need more schlock like this. No, we don't. Okay. Just
0: because Black Widow took itself too seriously does not mean that all of Marvel takes itself too seriously.
1: I like the fact that
2: Marvel that Black Widow now constitutes an era. <laughs> you know what I really no no no. Here's the here's the problem with this. I'm not even going to insult this person. I believe this is just some poor schmuck speaking out of ignorance who actually thinks that Marvel movies constitute serious cinema. That's the problem. (laughs) This bonehead has so limited his exposure to the cinematic experience that he thinks the crap Marvel does takes itself way too seriously because this is a person who didn't watch a movie that was made after the year 2000.
1: Corey Woodworth of right. The Young Folks The Young Folks, Robert Winfrey Circus frees this film from the shackles of seriousness which allows Venom's latest to reach its freakish, freakiest potential Nobody's interested in serious film, Robert Winfrey Don't you understand? We all want jingling oh, keys in bright colors the movie
3: I understand Yeah, a movie about a serial killer
1: <laughs> Needs to be funny
3: Let's it make the serial killers funny yeah. Hey,
1: fuck off, man. The, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies <laughs> are hilarious. Dick. I understand what you're saying. But listen to what I'm saying. The Nightmare on Elm Street movies are chock full of puns and nonsense. Comedy, my friend. Comedy is the lifeblood yeah, of but, cinema.
2: Yeah, but they're yeah, horror but- movies but- first and foremost. You get good laughs out of sure. that franchise and entries too, but they're horror movies first. Wait, Jason, this is Jason, not anything first. Not Jason to mention
0: to me- you have car- actors like Robert Englund and Bruce mm-hmm. Campbell who can carry the width of horror slash comedy and actually do a good job with it because of their uh charisma. Jason we, wants to tell me to go I fuck myself again.
3: Harvey. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Morris. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I'm I'm I mean... mean I mean... I mean, there's... I mean, there's no there's no reason to have this movie beef to, the to lean wholeheartedly into the comedic side. It's about a fucking serial killer with the symbiote. There's well, nothing funny about
1: that.
2: Well, they, Jason, no, no. no. Look, I, can I tell you the thing that made me laugh in this movie? Quickly. When Carnage made a tornado in the mess hall. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, again. That's I, the dumbest I, thing. I I almost fell out of my chair laughing. Red tornado. Like, I, I,
0: that has never been in any of the comics. I, I, I no, swear no. to God, I cannot can't think of a single comic where that power showed up.
2: You so, just start spinning, and I just I pointed, and I laughed, and I almost fell over. Like it, It's so dumb. Well, look, you three
1: amateurs who don't know film and are completely wrong, because Rachel Leishman agrees with me. She of the Mary Sue, Robert Winfrey. The yeah, Mary okay. Sues. I'm sorry, what now? Well, she can go fuck herself, too. Well, I haven't gotten there yet. At least wait for the woman to have her say. What well, you said Leifman she agreed with you. Of the Mary Sue. Clearly a a, a dominant um, periodical. This
2: this is a uh, this is an outlet leading the way in cinematic critique and thought. The, yes. The very forward-looking, forward-thinking uh, expansion of the discussion around cinema Absolutely. the Mary Sue vaunted in the halls of critique well
1: the Mary Sue says venom let there be carnage is a love story simple
2: as that four out of five stars it sure did make me love not being in the theater so I'll give you that
3: <laughs> it made me love when the credits rolled
1: you Alexis you want to add one to that? <laughs>
0: I've been getting my my dog is currently crying to go outside and she's been trying to eat my arm for the last 10 minutes, okay? I prefer that than sitting through Venom made Let There Be Carnage.
1: Eli Glasner of CBC News Network. Soon there are two alien symbiotes running amok. Venom, the black gooey one. Carnage, the red gooey one, with extra spikes and arms. When they meet in battle, it's like a tornado in a licorice factory. That might be my favorite review ever.
0: He's not wrong.
2: (laughs) I mean, all this... Okay, I'm going to insult this person for this particular review, because all you did was do a vaguely flowery synopsis of events without actually giving anything useful. But I'm going to forever refer to this as the licorice movie now.
1: Perfect.
3: (laughs) The the licorice movie.
1: Venom, let there be licorice.
3: No, Um, just just the licorice movie.
1: Rendy Jones of Rendy Reviews. Uh,
2: nope, not doing it for Rendy. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Um,
3: this you is couldn't the... handle
2: the horse I rode in on.
3: <laughs> it, it was a donkey.
1: <laughs> Speaking of donkeys, <laughs> this is the best rom-com I've seen this year. You're not wrong, Rendy. Thus far. Okay, I'm can't... leaving on that wait, one. Wait a second. If you can't... No, you gotta wait. If you can't beat him... Venom! <laughs>
3: All right, wait. Wait, uh, hey, everybody okay,
0: have a, that's everybody it. have a good that, night. That that's it. I think we're all gonna go commit suicide now.
3: <laughs> I'm, I, I'm off to see my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the bingo
1: card, Andrew. Every time Jason makes a dead mom reference. I think we're gonna end with that. And I think that might just
2: be the description of this podcast. If you can't beat them, venom. <sighs> Um, I, okay, this is some other person and I wish to do physical violence to, and it's a screenwriter.
0: Again, I think we just found the ultimate tick bird review for the night.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not getting any better than that. Like, so, I am
1: sorry, one, Robert, you would
0: agree with me on that?"
2: Pretty much, but I mean, one, watch more romantic comedies if you want to try and compare this to other. If you're going to make that comparison, you really do need to watch other movies you're going to in the genre to compare it to. Two. As my, as, again, this, this is my brother stealing my line and and misspelling it. <laughs> Only one O in loser, Alex.
3: <laughs> he saying. emphasized it. <laughs> yeah,
2: the
1: extra O for emphasis. Yeah, and I don't think he else.
0: misspelled it. I think he was trying to say it like an Ace Ventura, like loser, like that.
2: Could be. All right. uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna going say it. I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna quote his other line. His dog, who is a very large husky, has a more romantic relationship with the moose he mutilated and <laughs> murdered the other day <laughs> than we do between. <laughs> we do between Venom and Eddie. I'm just now
1: realizing, so I've, I've avoided having chats and, li- and live and streams for years now, but if if nothing else, the fact that I can now project them into... <laughs> 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 I didn't realize that that's what Jeff does on the MCU's Bleeding Edge. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a cool function. All right, we're done here. Um, <laughs> so
2: uh, yesterday, my, as I wow,
1: said... Wow, myself- we're
2: going to be shorter than the movie. we don't get get to say that that often there
0: was nothing to talk about
1: it really isn't Uh, myself and Robert Winfrey and Pat Mullen we did the many saints of Newark Um, tomorrow tomorrow there's a round table uh, (laughs) there may be not a lot to talk about but there are a lot of people talking about it there'll be a round table featuring uh, Pat Mullen Robert again ronnie and it'll be hosted by jesse god bless you sir um i I don't know when that's going it's being recorded tomorrow i don't know when it's going
2: up can i tell you all how this happened (laughs) just very briefly because mark said so there's you know 18 people that want to talk about venom for some reason (laughs) we all all want to say
0: it sucks
2: so well, this is before it came out, so we're gonna do what we did with Candyman. We're gonna have a damn you Hollywood, and then we're gonna have a roundtable discussion. And I said, sure, that that all makes sense. <laughs> and then Mark said, okay, the roundtable participants will be Jesse, Pat, Ronnie, and Robert. And I somehow missed that I was a part of this because I don't <laughs> like Mark volunteered me for. That. <laughs> yeah, everyone took a the step back, offense. and I
1: shoved you, and I shoved you forward. Um, anyway. And then Thursday is a re-airing of Robert and I reviewing Spectre from a few years ago. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's all Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder all the time. We will be re-airing our alternative commentary for the first Wilder Fury fight. Um, You can check out our coverage of the second Fury fight. We'll also have a re-airing of Robert and I reviewing uh, Final Destination, the Final Destination series. And then Robert and I, as soon as he's done with the UFC, Robert and I will be doing live commentary for Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder three. This time we're done. We promise. Well, uh, unless
2: unless. No. Shut, no. Unless. <laughs> God damn it, no. Mark, there's never gonna be a unified four belt heavyweight champion in your lifetime. You just have to accept this.
1: I've I've I I do accept it. Um anyway, this Friday is no time to die, the final Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Um Myself, Sean, and for a brief moment, Robert Winfrey reviewed the Daniel, the first three Daniel Craig James Bond movies. That's up in the archives now, plus Robert's two-part series with Pat Mullen on uh, James Bond villains. And if you've enjoyed our uh, take on Venom and Carnage and all that therein, there was a, Jason was actually on an episode of Everyone Loves a Bad Guy, um, where they discussed Venom and Carnage. Plus, uh, Jason and Jesse reviewed Venom Carnage Unleashed, and you can check out our re-airing of uh, Venom Lethal Protector out. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Jason, you want to plug your podcast?
3: Yeah, you can find me on the Second Short podcast. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, it's me and Tyler Louder. Um doing what we do best, talking fantasy football. Uh as always, you can always look me up on Twitter at T Z L E Y eight two two. And um, that's just about all I gotta say. And I'm off to record that show now.
1: Before you go, I just want to point out that my no. lo- my wife apparently has been watching us, and I want to make her uh, aware that I'm dragging her to go see Titan since it's about a woman having sex with a car. Love you, honey. Um speaking of like, love, you honey not
0: just a woman having sex with a car getting pregnant from having sex with said car
1: that
2: makes it so much better. okay i assume this is a, <laughs> i assume this is all set like in the 50s and this is the origin story for the volkswagen beetle hang on Do it.
1: so i hear you sell jewelry and paint houses
0: and deal with a labrador who just will not be ignored tonight better that than you getting into the xylitol again girl all right yes honeysuckle rose creations the intersection of geek and chic we have wrapped up the con season for 2021 finished up with cincinnati comic expo great show loved being out there uh so right now we're i can't believe i'm saying this because it's not even halloween yet but we're actually getting ready for the holidays here folks uh, our stuff is fully stocked. If you're in the Kansas City area, at Level One Game Shop in the River Market, and at Mind Games and Magic in Lee Summit, um, mine have a meeting with a shop in Columbia, Missouri. Fingers crossed. Uh, our stuff is fully stocked online at uh, Etsy and handmade at Amazon. Uh, we just uploaded a couple of new products, including a brand new bracelet. One of our most popular items has always been our Clue Tokens bracelet. Uh, we've often sold them with red beads, pearls, or black beads. This time we have their limited edition red heart-shaped beads. So, just put that online for those who have always loved uh, good murder mystery. Be sure to check it out. Uh again we're getting ready for the holidays we will be doing our charity drive uh over uh from black friday until christmas for every item that is purchased we will be donating five dollars to children's mercy we've done this the last two years it's always a lot of fun looking forward to it uh and also on a side note should talk that we just recorded tripped up trivia the other night for october uh theme was if you can't guess Horror movies had so much fun recording that. Uh, November's theme is going to be Disney. Uh, this is the tie-in to tie into the release of the new film coming out in Canto. Uh, the category is going to be broken up into Disney movies, Disney TV show, and Disney theme parks. And we are looking for contestants if you are interested. Shout <laughs> out, Mark. <laughs>
3: um,
1: no, seriously, do you want to play? Oh, we've been over this, my wife and I are playing. You have to find two more people.
0: Are you playing together? Because we usually don't allow teams.
1: No, I'm not playing with my wife. Not
2: that way, at least. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. If you're interested in playing, we usually have four <laughs> contestants. But you know what? If we can get more, we'll get more. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know if you are interested. If you've got knowledge of the Disney princesses, the Disney parks, let us know. Um, so, yeah. trip tip, trivia. And honeysuckle rose creations and a dog claw right into At my the spinal cord. Intersection Ow.
1: of geek and chic. And Thank speaking you. of chic geeks, Robert Winfrey,
2: tell him what you do, son. I've never been described as either of those things. <laughs> well, Mark mentioned it, but he and Pat Mullen and I talked about the many saints of Newark yesterday. So we had fun with that. Uh, I host the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast if you're interested in the sport of mixed martial arts. We're kind of in a holding pattern right now. The machinery keeps turning over, but they're just kind of treading water until the end of the month for UFC 267 and then the first month of November with UFC 268. On the plus side, 267 is a free pay-per-view that will air at some ungodly hour early in the morning here in the United States, live from Abu Dhabi. And all you need is ESPN (sighs) Plus.
0: Same normal.
2: Yeah, I miss normal. Sad ending to that story. i spent way too much time on time on the I'm Sorry John subreddit, which, if you haven't seen it, is a collection of just horror-themed drawings that like focus on turning Garfield into a Lovecraftian nightmare. It's a lot of fun. So, uh, I cover professional wrestling a few days a week. Last night was AEW's Dark Elevation. Wednesday will be whatever MLW puts up, and then Friday is WWE SmackDown, which, not sure how much longer I'm going to do that. They shifted the rosters around, and I just, I'm not sure anymore. And then Saturday, UFC on ESPN, plus 52, I believe is it. It's headlined by Mackenzie Dern, and why'd you highlight my brother's emotes? Don't do that uh mackenzie I'm, dern and I'm marina bored. Rodriguez. Finish. I, i'm finishing <laughs> between marina between uh mackenzie dern and marina rodriguez so if you're interested in any of that please do stop by that's all in the mma or wrestling zones of 411mania.com this upcoming week we will i will be taking part in the dis- review of the netflix series midnight mass which should be a lot of fun So be on the lookout for that. And then, as Mark mentioned, the final Daniel Craig, James Bond film. And I haven't seen it yet, but I have me a trepidation.
1: (laughs) All right, folks, I'm done playing with your comments now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, check out uh, the W2M site real quick. We have a lot of old boxing coverage that either never made it to the website, never might have even not have made it to the current feed we're on. It's from a previous feed. But all of the old Canelo, Caleb Plant, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Otto Wallen, uh Shakur Stevenson, all that stuff's going up over the next couple of days, if not weeks, especially the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder stuff and the Canelo, Caleb Plant stuff. So if you're interested in any of that, c- come check out the site and listen to some of our old alternative commentaries. We have fun. All right, and on that note, for uh, The Departed, Jason Teasley, Alexis Hanna, Robert Winfrey, I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe, and behave.